0: Welcome back to the Know Your Numbers REI podcast. This is your host, Chris McCormick. It is our goal here at Better Books to equip you with the information to give you confidence in your financial decisions. What we found is that a lot of real estate investors are frustrated with the lack of accounting expertise, real estate tax expertise, and knowledge that just your general tax practitioner may have. So, what we do is provide real estate investors with confidence in their financial decisions by providing timely insights into their tax profile so they can make decisions and grow their investments. And today we're going to talk about some of those timely insights by diving into one of the proposals that is on the table down in Washington, DC. You probably haven't been paying much attention to the tax proposals that are going out there because most people don't and I don't blame you. But there is something to gain and something to learn from it. And so we decided that we would bring it to you today and really dive into some of the major changes that are on the table and what to watch out for in the coming months as this goes into voting. Now, obviously, this is occurring in Washington, D.C. And with anything that goes on down there, it requires a voting process and if you are new to the way that politics is run in the United States, it is very hard to come to an agreement when both sides are involved. So this has yet to pass, but these are on the table and it is a sign of what is being discussed and what could come uh, in the near future as they continue to amend the tax code. And that's a big thing that I'd like to touch upon before we get into the nitty gritty details is the tax code is constantly changing. And if you are not following up on it and you are not following or your accountant is not following up on it, or maybe your accountant is following up on it, but you're not meeting with your accountant, then you're going to be left in the dust and it could cost you 10, 20, 30, maybe $100,000 in taxes. All that to say, the tax code is constantly changing. And it seems that especially nowadays, it's changing more and more. We live in a very fast paced economy. They're trying to keep up with trends like cryptocurrency, uh, artificial intelligence, different industries that continue to grow and evolve. And for that reason, they are always discussing what the tax code is and what changes need to be made. So this is a proposal. They are calling it the American Families and Jobs Act. And there are really three main points that I believe should be talked about and especially for our real estate investors should be considered and could possibly provide a sense of encouragement and great planning opportunities for you ahead. So again, the American Families and Jobs Act is on the table. Congress has looked To pass it, it consists of quite a bit of legal jargon, but the three areas that are highlighted for me and I believe should be highlighted to you are the extension of 100% bonus depreciation. They're looking to create a bonus standard deduction for individuals through 2025, and they're curtailing many recently enacted energy tax credits to attempt to increase tax revenue. So before I get into the details of this, I think it helps to talk about why the tax code changes, why Congress believes that changes need to be made. Obviously, if you've been paying attention to the economy, you know that we're in a very uncertain time. You know, the markets are ever-changing, especially in the real estate world. We have inflation and interest rates that are really being talked about for all the right reasons, right? Inflation is higher than it has been in the past. Interest rates are increasing. I think as of today, they're in the five, six, maybe even 7% range. And so, It's getting costly and you need to be aware of that. And it's becoming harder to find deals that are affordable and make sense. And the numbers add up. Now being that being said, there are still deals out there, but the reason that people or that Congress is coming with these tax changes is to, in one effort to incentivize economic growth, right? So that the tax code is really there to one collect taxes, but also to incentivize economic activity. And we talked a little bit about this in a previous episode on the five areas that the tax code actually encourages you to participate in. And so if you haven't yet listened to that, I would encourage that. We actually talked about real estate, which we will talk about again, because this has a lot to do with that. But the idea is that these proposals are going to do one of two things. They're going to incentivize economic activity and investment here in the United States, or two, They're going to look to increase revenue to the US government because there is a national debt that needs to be paid off. I believe it's upwards of $31.8 trillion. So we need to pay that back. And the only way to do that is to make money. So those are the two things that they look to do by changing the tax code and really using the tax code to benefit the American people in various ways. So let's get back to why we're doing this. The three points that I think everyone should Be aware of here in the American Families and Jobs Act. The number one is extend 100% bonus appreciation to 2025. If you're in the real estate world, this has massive impacts on your life and your potential tax consequences or tax benefits. Now in the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, Donald Trump and his advisors came out and said, we're going to do this thing called 100% bonus appreciation. So if you have heard of topics like false segregation or bonus depreciation or accelerated depreciation, you have heard this talked about. And what it is, is it basically says that at any point in your investment, you can depreciate certain qualified assets, right? And so they have to meet certain qualifications. But there's potential that if you bought, especially these big commercial buildings, then you could write off a greater amount than you would have if you just depreciated it over the lifespan, which is 39 years. So really, it, it breaks up some of these asset classes into different depreciable lives and certain asset classes are able to depreciate at a faster level. And then even further, this 100% bonus depreciation says that if you meet a certain qualification of an asset, you can write off 100% of that investment in the first year. So whereas it used to be you might have to depreciate it over five, seven or 15 years, they'll let you take the full depreciation in year one. This is important because it obviously The more expenses you have, the lower your tax burden and depreciation is especially important because it is what we call a phantom expense. You don't always have to pay to incur the expense of depreciation. It is a paper expense. And basically what I mean is that if I have $20,000 and I go and buy a $100,000 asset that is five years depreciated, well, I just put $20,000 down, I got $80,000 in a loan, and now I have a $100,000 asset that can then be depreciated over five years. But if that $100,000 asset fits the qualifications of these bonus depreciation assets, I can get the full write-off of $100,000 with only spending $20,000. So that's a tax gain of an $80,000 write-off that I didn't have to pay for. And so The talk is that this is extending to 2025. Now, right now, as the tax code lies, we are currently at 80% bonus depreciation. So when the Tax Cut and Jobs Act was passed, they said from 2017 to 2022, it's 100% bonus depreciation. And then after 2022 to 2023, 2024, 2025, and 2026, you phase out the bonus depreciation. So in 2023, we have 80% bonus depreciation. 2024 will be 60% bonus depreciation and so on and so forth until it gets to 0%. But the current proposal in the American Families and Jobs Act is that this is getting extended to 100% bonus depreciation, which would be huge for our real estate clients. It would give you the ability to capitalize on this for a couple more years. And it is also a sign that they're considering just keeping this as is probably because there's been a great amount of investment and our economy has flourished. Up until the recent issues with the 2020 pandemic and the printing of money that our governmental leaders part in, so extend 100% bonus depreciation that has big impacts for the real estate clients, but it also has big impacts for research and development. So startups oftentimes invest quite a bit. We've had some of our startup clients invest 100 to 200 thousand dollars in year one, and the way the code currently is, if it is a research and development. So if you're investing a hundred to $200,000 in a software or software development, you're looking to build a software and you're putting $200,000 into that. Well, the tax code says that you have to amortize that. And basically, although you spent $200,000, you have to take that $200,000 and amortize it and break it up over what is currently five year period. It might be 15. There's different classes, but it's either five or 15. So even though you spent $200,000, you only get a portion of that depending on what that useful life is, so it's kind of like the opposite of, of what we just went over with depreciation, where you're spending more but only getting a certain amount in in write-offs. And what this 100% bonus depreciation proposal would do would give you the ability to fully expense that $200,000 that you invested in research and development, which provides greater incentive for startups, tech companies, different companies and businesses that are investing in the future to continue to invest now and potentially make our economy more stable and better our lives by giving us new technologies, new intelligences, and all that good stuff. So extension of 100% bonus depreciation benefits the real estate investors, as well as the startup companies who are investing quite a bit in research and development. Create bonus standard deduction for individuals through 2025. So this is part two of those three major themes of the American Families and Jobs Act, a bonus standard deduction for individuals through 2025. So this would be on top of the already present standard deduction. And if you remember from the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, maybe you don't, but if you do, standard deduction increased in that law. So currently where we are, I believe the standard deduction is around $13,000 for single or married filing separately. And then it's $27,700 for married filing jointly. So that's already extremely high, higher than it has ever been as far as I know. And now Congress is saying we will also include a bonus standard deduction in that tax return. And the incentive here is really to cover for inflation. And critics of this have said that, well, you're not really doing much for inflation because inflation is a current issue. And by increasing the standard deduction in the future, when people go to prepare their taxes, they've already had to deal with the problem of inflation. And I get that. I don't know how much of a difference $2,000 or $3,000 or $4,000 is going to make for people. And it does, you don't really see the benefit until you go and file your taxes. But I also know that somebody could find that and see that, oh, I'm getting a greater standard deduction. I'm going to go and spend more money, which benefits our economy. So I I do see both sides of it. I'm not sure if that's the biggest breaking news in this proposal, but it is a, a top three headline's As far as we're concerned. And then the last one is that they are curtailing recently enacted energy tax credits. So renewable energy tax credits. So basically tax credits for investing in things like solar panels or energy efficient appliances or energy efficient cars or whatever it is. They, they were really hammering the invest in renewable energy. And I touched upon this in a previous episode as well. It's one of the areas that, that we see as being incentivized for greater investment just because energy is important and ever-changing, and we see a lot of people going to different sources of energy. And the Inflation Reduction Act really highlighted that. They gave tax credits for certain renewable energy investments. Now, these were extremely complex, but in the latest proposal of the American Families and Jobs Act, Congress, and specifically the House, which is Republican-run, is basically looking to repeal a lot of these energy tax credits. And this, in their eyes, is a way to increase revenue because the complaint and as far as data shows so far, these tax credits have really cut back a lot of the revenue that our government is bringing in. And therefore, they need to be repealed so that we can make more money and pay back that debt. But you can also say that it's political. And if you know our political parties, you know that one tends to be a little more energy and green oriented, and the other tends to be more capitalistic and money oriented. And I do think it's important to invest in green energy because it's a where you can improve, you should improve. And if there's better ways of doing things than we currently do them, and it's going to improve our livelihood, it's going to cut costs, it's going to make our world more inhabitable, then why wouldn't we do that? Again, this is just a proposal It's not law yet, but it does show what they're they're talking about. And I am really encouraged and excited about the 100% bonus depreciation. I think if you didn't get anything out of this outside of they're talking about extending 100% bonus appreciation, then that's a, a good thing to get out because we want them talking about that. We want them extending it because that provides real estate and startups great tax incentives. It encourages greater investment in those areas, which improve our living situations. They improve our technological advancements. So I trust this was valuable. If you know somebody in the real estate or startup world, feel free to go ahead and and share it with them. And if you got any sort of value, go ahead and leave us five-star rating and review. And if you're looking for a tax planning, specifically a real estate tax planning expert, go ahead and fill out our questionnaire in the show notes and somebody from our team will reach out to you. We know that a lot of accountants are overworked and many real estate investors have been left in the dark and paying far too much in taxes as a result. And we're looking to stop that by building relationships and providing you with the information you need to make confident and timely decisions. So God bless you. I thank you for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode.